And that's the end of game week 28. So we're on the international break. So we've got a bit of time to uh, to think about think about our our post World Cup teams. But yeah, for for now, blank game week 28. Uh, tell tell us how you got on. Um, I guess I'll go first. I got 56 points. Not terrible. Uh, had did a minus four and brought Odegaard in, but Captain Zhao Felix, the goat, and uh. He, he got me 16 points, so he basically saved my entire game week apart from Saka popping off, which I feel like a lot of people, a decent amount of people had. Um, yeah, so also just another thing I've learned, I guess, is never go double Newcastle because when I go double Newcastle, they always concede. Uh, so if, that, if you want to use that as like a little, I don't know, forward heading, if you see me doing double Newcastle, don't do it. It's just never going to work out. Uh, but yeah, another green arrow back into what top 500k, so you know, the grind is still on for what, 2.1 million, like after the World Cup or whatever it was. Still good. Still, still positive. Yeah, it's not too bad. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, Pish, you come back. It's slow, but it's coming back. Uh, um, I, I didn't do great. I've been stuck in this whole like 60K to 80K mark for like seven. Really, really boring. So, um, good, which was, you know, that was a feel-good moment, at least, even if it didn't make it wasn't like crazy points. Eight points are solid though. Saka not captained. Kind of hurt uh all of us, but um we'll move. I had Kane captains, 12 points. At least he hit some weeks. We've been really bad. Or at least my captains have been really poor lately. So I'll take something. Uh, Madison got assist, and that was it. Honestly, really disappointed with all the defenders. I was expecting a lot more from Newcastle, Chelsea, and Arsenal guys to clean sheets this week, but um, I went from 72 to 79, so I'm just sitting around. I need a big week, and I think that will give me 29s, hopefully that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I got I got 62 points, which without Saka cap is actually a relatively decent score. <laughs> uh, so obviously I had Kane cap. That was my, my other my other one. But my top my top top score of the week outside of Saka was the guy who I was talking a lot of last week, Isaac, who now is obviously the talk of a lot of FPL content creators. So it was nice to be a step ahead of that one. Um, and he really, really came clutch. Uh, started the week. I mean, I, I was on the on the strong foot. Start of the week, two goals, 13 points to start things off. And then it kind of got a bit bad after that. But I mean, another weird differential that hit as well is Ben White, who's weirdly been one of my best assets since the since the wild card, just purely because he's been consistently outscoring Zinchenko and Gabriel. Obviously, outside of the Gabriel benchings that most people were doing last week, um, so yeah, Ben Ben White weirdly been very good, uh, Madison, and yeah, it's pretty good. Sixty two points, Green Arrow. I've gone from uh, seventy eighty k to sixty k this week, and since my wild card, I've gone from one ten to sixty. So you know what. Card, like people are getting a lot of stick about the wild cards, and yeah, it's been pretty good for me, so I'm not complaining. Yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, yeah, it was it was even with the blanks. I think everyone kind of did relatively well just across the whole of FPL. Like there wasn't really any big stinkers. I mean, it was tough with Newcastle and all that, but I, I 
I guess the biggest down, like, like letdown, was the Chelsea game, which we can probably get into. Was people a load of people brought in, uh, Chilwell, or like a Fofana or Badiashile just due to price, and they they conceded two goals to very lackluster Everton side, I, I guess compared to their standards. But yeah, I think that was probably the only big the big upset. What would you say? Uh, well, again, Arsenal. I mean, Arsenal losing that clean sheet was a huge swing of points for me. Obviously, the double double Arsenal defence, Zinchenko, and as I said, why he was on course for a clean sheet and three bonus uh, before that before that went in, especially when it was getting checked for handball. I was praying uh, that it was gonna it was gonna get taken away, which on another day it might have. But you know, it's like obviously on the grand scheme of things, in real in the real world, um, it wasn't that big a deal. So it's kind of a frustrating one. Um, and then yeah, obviously actually. Yeah, Chilwell as well. I think Chilwell we can talk about. Um, obviously, he was he was the big dog of FPL Twitter last weekend. Um, sort of, you know, a lot of people taking hits to to bring him in for you know a blanker or a Henry, and he ended up doing worse than than um, than you could have hoped for with a one pointer. And I know he he did well statistically, so I think he's nice to have going forward. Um, it probably was. He was a Wait. bit unlucky to not get an assist as well. I mean, Very if unlucky. you look at the, yeah. the Zhao Felix goal, it basically, like, they, whoever kicked it out to him, um, he basically should have been credited with FPL assist, but we know how strict they are nowadays. Nah, I mean, that, no, that no. was, that's, I don't think that's ever, <laughs> I don't think that's ever assist. Like, I, I would never complain about that one. Um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. He still was very important towards that goal. There's no, there's no denying that. And, yeah, so Chilwell, again, like, as, as I said, like, he, Performed great. Where if you have him as an asset, I'm, I'm not looking at all to sell him. Like he's great, uh, but just like res- talking results oriented. With like I took a hit to bring him in, I didn't get that paid back. So it probably would have been worth saving that and having the extra transfer after the international break. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, this it's going to be nice to have a little bit of a break now. Um, going into I guess what, oh, I guess the the end of the season um, with all these double game weeks and chopping and changing with European football, FA Cup, all that stuff. And so I think now is a good time to just like reset, chill out, maybe watch a couple a couple US men's national team games, you know, enjoy myself uh, with no Greg Berhalter at the wheel and then uh, come back in for FBL. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, talking of which, I'm, I, I'm going to both Scotland games, Cyprus at home, Spain at home. Um, should be two two good fixtures, but yeah. Are there any stat? Are there any guys in your team that you're looking at now who are expected to play sort of both of their their international teams fixtures and are a risk of sort of injury or you know those sort of sort of problems? Um, nothing really. I mean, I guess I it was most... nice to have Rashford uh pop out and not go with England uh mm-hmm. so he can be fully ready for the double. Well, I mean, I'm uh, sure like you guys have option. Kane will be expected to play both England games. Zinchenko will be expected mm-hmm. to play for Ukraine. Saka for England. Um, Alexis McAllister for Argentina. Uh, Trippier even for England as well. Chilwell possibly getting a game. So, I mean, there's there's still possible threats for these guys who, I mean, a, a few of them who I listed are guys who are expected to play, you know, 90 minutes twice, like Zinchenko and Kane. So these guys will, will be a big risk sort of um, over the break. Yeah, I think most most of my team, I'd say same for all of us, is playing this international break. Even like Estupinan, obviously people talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. Is Madison in the team? 
I, I don't think so. Is is it... be, but he won't be expected to play. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, maybe, oh, yeah. Uh, is Kepa going, playing for Spain? I don't know. He's in the squad, but I mean, goalkeeper. Yeah, he is. Goalkeeper, that's that's yeah. goalkeepers. Yeah, goalkeeper. Like, I'm not really sure about that, of... but I'm not going to answer that. We can worry about that. We can worry about that. We can have to come back to it on the next pod. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think all of our teams are looking pretty solid that we had no injuries or whatever this week. Um, so we all can kind of go into 29, making the best bench boost we could possibly can. Well, I mean, that's for now. For now. Um, yeah, exactly. So yeah, we'll have to see where that goes. Uh, obviously, we can we can cross that bridge when it comes to it. But you know, like I'm already thinking now that if it does come to it, I'll just, I'm going to just take the hits for it because obviously the bench boost is so important that I'd rather um, take the hit for the the potential two point loss, right? Then uh than anything else. But the but the ceiling is so yeah. high. Yeah, I I think I'm gonna take a hit too because I well I don't have to. I could just do a straight Gabrielle up to someone and play both Saka and Kane on my bench in my bench boost. But um I, I don't know, I'm a sucker for double game week games and I Kane it's Kane against Everton and I, I know Everton are you know Everton are kind of pulling things off, but I still think we're very open at the back. Um, Kane's got a good record against Everton. I don't think it makes a ton of sense. We are at home, um, which makes it tougher. But it could definitely, you know, it annoys me because I always bring him in and he's the first person I kick out because I just feel like he's so dispensable. Yeah, it is exactly. It's because he's so expensive. He's tough to captain. And when Spurs have like tough fixtures, you you sort of do sort of look to him to be the first way out just because, you know, if you need reshuffle funds, he's the easiest way to do it. Yeah, so Tom, I have, I have a question because obviously Isaac is very good. You talked about it last week, and I, I said to you, it worked. It, I couldn't obviously couldn't do it. Just for my team, I had to get Kane. Um, I wanted to get Kane, so I'm not gonna like act like that wasn't the case a week ago. Yeah, um, yeah. but I did say I, I was looking at possibly doing Isaac for game 29, and I said I was gonna monitor him at 28. Yeah, um, I think he, he obviously he, wasn't. The did move, he, did but, he pass the eye test for you in game week 28? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yes. He's he's a. I mean, he does a lot on the pitch, so he's not always the guy in the box, but he gets there really quickly. Like he goes in for the hold up, like builds the play up to the wingers, and then gets into the box. And his finishing's outrageous. That first goal was great. Um, he's also on pens when Wilson's not on the field, even maybe when he's on. Um, I don't think we. I think at this we point haven't, we haven't seen that it. scenario yet. But I mean, for the for the time speaking, he plays ninety minutes. Like. He played 90 minutes even when Wilson was there last week. So even when he wants to, when he, when uh, Hal wants to bring on a striker to score goals, he'll still, he won't straight swap Isaac uh, out, which is a huge positive sign because that means that he really tr- trusts him, really has faith in him um, for, you know, 90 minutes when you need a goal. Because often, like, I feel like if it was Harry, uh, Callum Wilson starting the other way around and you needed a goal, I still, I think Hal would take him out just because. He seems to always have fitness issues and can't really last 90 minutes. So it shows that Isaac is fully yeah. fit. I think, yeah, I think it's also a turn. There's definitely got to be a turning point for Newcastle and making Isaac the starting striker. And now seems like a good, a good time with him in form. Well, I mean, Wilson having somewhat, you know, fitness. I have to say, and I Wilson's think... going to fall off in, in the next year or two. So, well, while from a defending perspective with Trippier, Botman share. I don't think United, West Ham away are two great fixtures. Uh, I can definitely see them conceding in both. But on the other end, 
I actually do see them as great attacking fixtures for Isaac. Um, you know, I think if you watch the United got really lucky in their game against Fulham, I have to say it was a uh, Fulham were up until the moment of madness for Mulian and going down to nine men just like that. They were they were they were the better team out there. And United fans yeah. or United pundits, whatever, there's no team of mention for that. They just sort of went, got to 60 minutes, lucked out so badly with just a freak incident, turned it around. It's not that hard to turn around a game when your opponents have nine men and uh, obviously got their win in the end, but Fulham dominated them. And I really expect Newcastle at home, who have been great attacking-wise, will have guys back fit uh, to put on, you know, to get a goal at least, and they could even score two, especially with Casemiro out. United have Casemiro out, so that's a huge, huge loss. Um, you know, they still don't really know what to do when when Casemiro is out. They played McTominay. He wasn't didn't have a great fixture. Like he didn't have a great game. He's not he's not a number six. That's not his position. Uh, they could play Fred there, but Fred's been an issue at times in that in that particular role. So as for Isaac. I I I really am a big advocate for him this double game week. And I think he's actually a captaincy option, especially with Rashford's sort of niggle. And we'll have to hear more about it. But yeah. Yeah, well, with uh, Newcastle, I was, you know, expecting the second half of the season to be a lot of low-scoring games, something like it has been, um, mm-hmm. just to show up defensively. But they've kind of been better on the attacking end. I think with St. Yeah. Maximum back, fully fit, has allowed them to be uh, a, a more risky attacking uh, yeah. counter-attacking team yeah. um and so isaac can easily come into my team this week like i think both tony and kane are worth possibly moving on mm-hmm. i think i'd rather keep tony this week because he can score against anyone really even if it's two away fixtures yeah um so i think maybe kane goes for me but it would be a minus four so it's tough because i do think isaac starts and people have been saying on twitter that um that he's probably going to miss out one of the next four games or something, and and like Wilson will get his go. But I think they play on the same pitch. I don't, I don't think. I think Jacob Murphy goes out before Isak does at this point because Isak could play on the wing. I mean, it's entirely possible. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to um, go against that too much, just because as well. I, I actually didn't even mention him, but I, Isak will probably play ninety minutes in both games for Sweden over this international break. So I mean, he's only really come back to full fitness in the last couple of weeks. So it will be a lot of football to play. You know, he's played 90 minutes the last couple of weeks and then 90 minutes two times this week and then 90 minutes again twice, you know, next week or the week after that uh, for this, for the Newcastle double. So it, it is a lot of football. So, you know, I don't, I don't think he's necessarily a minute's risk in terms of like not starting just because he's been so crucial to Newcastle. They're going to put everything into this top four run because it's all they've got. And um, yeah, but it just means maybe he is a bit, bit more of a minute's risk for 70 minutes, 80 minutes. Yeah, I, I have to say the only one thing about Newcastle that um, that I noticed was Joe Linton was a bit of a big miss in what mm. was the game they just played? Um, they played? Who did they play last week? Forest, right? Yeah, I, I felt, and they still were very good, but it was, I think they were very good because Isak was very good and he linked that yeah. whole team, but yeah. um, Joe Linton was a big miss. I, I don't know when he's back, but I, I'd expect if he comes back in the team, say Maximum's fit, Bruno's fit, Isak's fit, Wilson's fit, that's going to be you know, they're probably going to go on a very good run of fixtures um, and do well. So I like the triple Newcastle right now, especially with 31 coming up. You kind of have to pick your, your... Yeah. Three. 
Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, obviously, that thirty-one is not confirmed. And I don't think I don't think it's even um, likely at this stage. As in, like it's over fifty percent. I think it's that. I think Ben uh, Krellen posted it was at something like forty percent right now. So, oh wow. Uh, so it's still like unlikely, so to speak, just because it's it's less more unlikely than it is likely. Um, so we'll have to see on that one. But you know, mm. I think another team that are very important to look at right now is is United especially uh, as they've got a really, really good double and they'll have a 34 double and a 37 double. So well, what do you, how, how, what do you guys sort of think, think with them? Yeah. I mean, Rashford this week, it's Rashford. So I don't think you really have to look at the fixtures for much. If we're honest, if he's fit, you, you probably should captain him. He'll probably, would you expect it to be 200% or 180 yeah, he, he'll be the he he'll definitely be the number one choice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think there is, I there do is think a lot of options there. There is. There yeah. Is. Yeah. So I mean, I would not go down. I think with Casemiro out, I would not go down the Bruno route. I think you'd stick it to Rashford because I think with with Casemiro out, they're less of a less of a cohesive unit, and so it's rely more on a bit of individual brilliance. And I think Rashford's going to end up having to do a lot of work on his own on that wing. Yeah. Um, so I can see him being very good, but the whole, I mean, I watch, I'm, I'm going back to your point, Tom, just before about Fulham United, and I, I thought United were quite poor. I, yeah. I tried actually putting money on Fulham and I put it on it and it literally suspended my bet and <laughs> Fulham had scored. And like, I, I was impressed. I just thought they were very good. They're, they, they've got this unit that has just seemed to figure out how to play. No, they're not even all that great in, in no, terms yeah. of like individual quality, but they've, they've really worked together. Um, and Casemiro has obviously made a huge difference because United have been really, really good when he's in. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's okay to target you, like you're saying. My my sort of opinion with United is I I actually think they're pretty overrated to a certain degree as FPL assets. But the problem is, is that maybe not maybe as FPL assets, all things being even, right? They have an okay fixture around. They have whatever. Then I th- then I think think they're pretty overrated as assets. Fernandez, sure, but and especially 100% when Casemiro is out he's I think he's their best player by an absolute mile like even where like actually not Rashford ahead of ahead of Fernandez by a lot but him and Rashford are, are up there um just when they lose Casemiro the ho- the whole unit falls falls apart like just again that Fulham game demonstrates it the Premier League games before that demonstrated when he's been out and yeah I, I, but the thing is, is as I said they've got doubles and they've got great fixtures that it's just it's just simply impossible to ignore them um right now and that is just worth because you're getting you're getting almost double the games if you're looking at bringing in say Luke Shaw for Zinchenko Luke Shaw would play sorry Zinchenko uh Ben White plays Liverpool away West Ham away Southampton uh Man City away Chelsea all single game weeks versus um Shaw who plays a double this week? Brentford at home, Everton at home, Forest away, double, Spurs away, double. So you just get so many more games out of them uh, that it's just simply impossible to ignore like, like that kind of run. Yeah. yeah, I think this is the the time where we kind of have to like buy our lips and get rid of certain players that we really don't want to get rid of. I think Saka's you can keep Saka this week on the bench boost, but I think after this week he should go. Yeah. Um, I, I think I don't think he should. Like, he could easily return against anybody. We've seen that. Um, 
and especially going into a title race. But I just think you could pick him up in a few weeks if you really wanted to, mm-hmm. uh, when he's a better fixture run. Like when he gets Southampton at home in 32, we'll all have that for the free hit if you Free hit. It's the best is it i have that and then he's city and chelsea and newcastle and brighton like I, I mean i might not even have him till the end of the season but um yeah i think you're right Tom. also i said so dispensable at this point just because they're playing less games um so you're less likely to even captain them so guys like saka aren't as useful yeah yep. and especially with these doubles and stuff like there there could be weeks where you you might have to even bench guys like saka just because you've got all of your other starters doubling so it just makes it it makes it almost more feasible to to do that that push. Uh like even still like Saka is definitely not an issue in any way for minutes. But you you kind of just do have to force in the doubles just because you obviously you double your potential of getting points. So it's and you know, and, and as I said, Arsenal have a really tough run of fixtures, which you know what I, I mean I'm 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 really on charge of this Arsenal team. Like I I expect them, I actually do expect them to win the title. So it's nothing to do with me putting down Arsenal, just more so just uh, just they play to harder teams and they have less games. So it's pretty easy. Yeah. Um, so I guess, can we talk about, we could talk about, I don't know, game, game week 28, like uh, there's a lot of notable guys for 29 and I'm on Everfix right now looking at a bunch of stats and there's so many guys on here that have been good the last couple of weeks that are really worth looking at for double game week 29. Mm-hmm. Um, so like between, I mean, Tom, do you have a a striker list? I guess your top three. It'd probably be the three that you have at the moment. But um, I guess talking between like maybe our top threes, fours, and fives for the strikers, and then in the midfield because those are the most moving areas at the moment. I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know what? If I was to free, so if you're talking, if I'm free hitting this week, which three am I picking? Yeah. Or just like yeah, because most people have a combination of strikers, like that makes it kind of hard to get in a different one. Like you have Felix. I mean, I have Felix since you have USAC. So we, it's hard to give Tony and Kane per se. Um, you could do it, but like who, yeah, well, who I mean, if, if you were to do a free hit. Yeah, if sure. I was free hitting, I think I'd free hit Darwin in. Um, I hate that. He's, my Darwin, me to Darwin is like the same with user Felix, where like no matter, <laughs> no matter what, like I just love the man. He, I, I almost like don't, I just don't even care about his fixtures. Like if he doubles, I would I would want to find a way to get him in. Honestly, like I, I haven't even really thought about him too much to get him in next week just because it's so difficult. But if I had an extra transfer, I would I would I would then think about it. If we get to the end of the international break and there's say Kane got injured, then I really, really would do it. Um but I, I just think, yeah, when it comes to Darwin, his numbers would are just as good against the best teams than it is to the weaker teams, if not better, just because there's space in behind. And they give him that license to go in behind, and he's just obviously he's not not a great finisher, but he's been he's been a lot better recently. So I, I still like him. He's like I still I talked about a lot before. So I think I, th- I still think his double is really strong with United without Casemiro and West Ham away, who have been dreadful. Um, and then who else am I missing? Brennan Johnson as well. I I still like two good fixtures. Um, but yeah, who 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 am I missing? Watkins, are, I don't think Watkins is a great double. Um, would you? What about? I'm just throwing this one out. I here. don't I'm think really so. Either. I, I just don't like two away away fixtures. Yeah, Thomas, but... yeah. Would you do like an Evan Ferguson for Brighton, depending on minutes and all that, or no? Uh, no, I just again. Better, say that again. There's better. Evan. There's better three better Brighton players than Evan Ferguson. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
again, like just because he is a minutes risk, like that's that's ultimately the issue. Like, I, you know, a defender and March McAllister Matoma. That's that's yeah, exactly. I, I imagine it's just gonna be triple up midfield, anyways. Yeah. But yeah, like if you didn't have any Brighton players and you needed a forward, then for, like I don't, like he's a good option. He'd be an interesting differential, I think. I'm also wondering about Estupinion at the back for that double against yeah. Brentford and, and Bournemouth. I think Brentford would be an interesting one, and then Bournemouth. I feel, I feel well, like I it's Brighton, pretty, it's pretty safe. But Brighton arguably have the best double. Yeah. So uh, I like yeah. Estupinion a lot. I I kept him through this. Yeah, no, but Brighton, no, no, I've kept him as well. I'm just I'm just I'm a little interested to see how that's going to go. I think I think Brighton have the best double of any team. So that also makes March McAllister Matoma captaincy options again. If um if you wanted to go for a differential. Which I think it would be again a good week to go for it, um, just because. I the, wish I had the uh, the triple captain chip from McAllister this captain, week yeah. now as well. <laughs> and they're they're all so capable of being explosive that it's it, it's possible, and it's like you know, it's a really interesting option. Um, right, I and mean, Brighton is still in the top four charge, so they're going to be gunning for it fully against both of these these teams. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So after you said. You know Darwin. I, I, the only two people I've been really thinking about is Isak and Darwin. Yeah. Um. I, I like Darwin a lot better than I like Salah in these games, which might, you know, come back to haunt me. But, um, and even even TAA and Robertson, I've I've been looking at TAA because I'd like to switch Gabriel to someone, but I was even a better pick than him at this point. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, no. I we'll like see, Trent, but, Trent's yeah. always good for attacking return, but I don't think you can trust him for the clean sheets. In either of those games, and for that price, I think you need a bit more clean sheet guarantee. Yeah, I can agree. Um, for thirty two, it's gonna be very very nice for thirty four because right now it looks very likely it's Brighton, Fulham, uh, Liverpool, City, Man U, and West Ham will doubling. Maybe Chelsea, but I think it's, un- it's super unlikely. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people will have to either take minus forwards when we'll be very prepared with our free hits, which is the first time in the season I think like take using a chip at the time is going to be very, very impactful because people don't have chips anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Especially, you know, I think if you look in the top uh the top hundred K, I think it's still something like 30% have used their free hit, which I think I think the free hit is one of the most important chips right now because just the way that the fixtures line up with the teams doubling in 34 and 37 are also the teams that blank in 32. So it, you know, it's it's just very a very nice case of just keeping them in one switch for one we'll switch them out for one week, especially when, as we talked about, getting rid of Arsenal assets right now, of whom they play Southampton at home in that free hit. So just easily, you know, sink them back in for one week and sort of get on with it for after that as well. Yeah. Um, you know, now that I'm looking at it, I think Kane's definitely going out of my team. I just don't like it. I think there's enough strikers to find um, that are worth the negative four, which is not actually negative four, as we always say. Tom, with Darwin, I, the only thing I want to ask is that he doesn't ever pick up bonus, does he? And that's the reason I'm going to get rid of Kane is because yeah. he needs more than one return to actually get bonus these days, which really annoys me. Um, but yeah, I mean, Darwin doesn't really get on those unless he gets two returns, but I think his two returns is far, far more likely than Kane's does. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's exactly that. He He's not as much of a bonus magnet as well. Uh, but I mean, it's surprising that Kane isn't a bonus magnet, like, given that he actually gets involved all-round play, whereas Darwin, you know, Dar- as much as, you know, he's he's puts up XG and chances and stuff, he's still, like, 
on the ball, he can be quite sloppy with like just generally in game, like sloppy passes, sloppy touches, which obviously affects your bonus numbers. Whereas Kane doesn't do those things. So it is surprising. Um, and then, you know, I mean, yeah, Kane, Kane, I mean, why you're very much thinking of getting rid of him. So obviously he still has Everton away, Brighton at home, Bournemouth at home. So I don't think I don't think that's necessarily fixtures you have to force him out for, no. Yeah, it's not, but I just I'm I feel like sometimes a perfectionist for him. Um I just I just don't think he does as well as I mean he could, but it, I, I see six points every week as like his almost eight points is as a ceiling, nine at most. Um he just trods along with six, seven points, which is obviously quite decent, but uh I'm not and for this week with 29, when you could set up as well for you know 34 and 37, I think Darwin's someone I, I could have until 34 because Liverpool almost definitely yeah. doing a 34 double. No, I mean I I I agree like with Darwin, I like him. But when it comes to Kane, I don't I don't think him ticking along with eight points is a bad thing. Because if you were to say, oh, Harry Kane is averaging eight points a week, you know, you'd say that that could mean, you know, he's getting 15, then four, then 15, then six, whatever. But that, I don't think because you're not captaining him, it actually doesn't matter because if he's just ticking along on the side when you're not even captaining him anyway, then that's that's him doing his job. Because I know you could say you can't captain him, oh, that's an issue, but that's not a problem when you're in a season where you want to captain Haaland every week anyway. So if he's just there ticking along, then he's doing his job. Yeah. Um, I also have to get Haaland in the week after. That's what makes it really difficult. But, you know, that's also, that's a point where Tony could go out of my team. I don't need him. So, yeah, it's all it's all just fun. Like, I, it's all choices, but, but I think Darwin would be really fun. Isak would be really fun, but I think I missed that trade. Um, so, yeah. It'll be interesting the because I think forwards are the most different different everyone's teams because it's just preference really they're all good. Yeah. Um. So I guess should we just finally talk about like fight like our transfer likely transfers for the for the week. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. You know, disregard disregarding that there's a whole two week break. Yeah, I mean, um. So when I mean, I spoke a little bit about Kane to Darwin. I think that's the one I'm gonna have to sit on for a couple of weeks and think about. I'm not, not thought too much about it. And then the other ones would maybe be, um, maybe sack out for Fernandez, just getting that doubler, um, just because I spoke of before. Like I know, I know Leeds at home is a great fixture, but you've got to hope bank on the variance for that one week, and then um. And then hope for the best going forward that Fernandez can outscore him with two fixtures, uh, plus plus better fixtures going forward. And then the same for a defender as well. Probably Luke Shaw at the back. I know we spoke of Dallow a lot, but I think Dallow is he's actually a rotation risk in, in all truth. Uh he's not he's not nailed at all with 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 Ten Hag seemingly a, a fan of Juan Pisaka. So he does get the occasional game. Um and especially with Europa League as well. There's some there's some rotation there. So I think I like Luke Shaw more just because he's nailed. And yeah, again, decent fixtures. I know Casemiro is out, and that's that's one thing that annoys me because I actually kind of don't want to go there. I would like to maybe go with another option. But if the other option is something like Reese James, so I don't last again, then I might just have to just go easy with Shaw. 
yeah, that's completely fair. I think my transfers are likely going to be similar. I think I'm not going to do the Fernandez one because I'm worried about the Casemiro, so I don't want to double up. Ashford's all right. But Shaw's definitely, yeah. I, I agree on the Dallow thing because I do love Dallow. But I think he's preferred, and that's clear, but I think it's it's also clear that Wamsak has a lot of use in certain games, mm-hmm. certain moments of games, and he could be prone to you know a random benching or even like a 50th minute, 45th minute halftime switch. Yeah. I mean, we're, um, at this, we're at the stage now where a lot of transfers you're bringing in will be your end game in certain ways. Like they'll you'll, they'll be there till the end of the season. So mm-hmm. when you're looking at United assets, the, as as the season ticks on and they're you know they've got top four secured, that's when Europa League becomes the biggest you know the biggest priority. Maybe the FA Cup as well as well in that regard. Yeah. So you know then Juan Basaka, who as we said is probably the the rotation option right now, he'll start coming in for the Prem. So actually maybe maybe as well that I'm I, I should mention with Malasia and Shaw that there's probably some rotation there. So maybe maybe Shaw's not as linked, as nailed as I just previously previously said. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna yeah. do the the Shaw pick. I've got double Newcastle, which is this been the bane of my existence this season. So I mean if I do bring him in it would be for one of those, but I really want to do Matoma out for uh, Odegaard um, just to get in that Brighton that Brighton asset since I brought him in this week just to see if I could capitalize on points and he just did nothing. While Saka brought in all the points, so yeah, he's going to stay in the team. Um, I'm debating whether or not to do a bench boost or not because I kind of feel like right now is an interesting time to use it um, with all these really nice fixtures and if you have got extra guys on the bench that offer you doubles, I think like I've got Capo against Aston Villa and Liverpool and stuff. Like it, it could be really, really interesting to place it now. Well, yeah, yeah. We spoke with the bench boost before. I think where we've all saved it up until this point. So this is yeah. the way to use it because because the fixtures are so good all round. And as I said, if I get injuries, even to a guy who would have been on my bench, I would probably still take a hit to get rid of them just because it's a double and you can bring in a doubler who over the course of two games, even if they blank would get four points or and plus the ceiling is so much mm-hmm. higher. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. But it's 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 interesting. But uh, this is the really exciting end game of uh of FPL. It's been it gets through a little bit of the drags in the middle of the season where you're like chopping and changing and trying to figure out the right team and now it's just like you kind of can go put you can put your foot down on the pedal I don't know, a little I harder. Feel, I feel like it's kind of frustrating because as I as I spoke with United Assets, I said I didn't even like them, but I feel like my hands kind of uh, pulled into just doing these United moves just because the team really picks itself. Yeah. Like, I, I find it kind of frustrating that because, I d- yeah, I, I like it when there's loads of options to pick and you you have to, you know, use use your analysis and your eye test in order to pick these options. And, I've, and yeah, in some positions like forwards, this does exist, like people picking Watkins, Isaac, Tony, Kane, Haaland. Uh, I think up forwards is... Probably the most interesting position right now because there are loads of uh, different options. Whereas I think in midfield and defense, it's kind of boring, uh, frustratingly. Yeah, I can agree with that. It's it's I don't know. It's it's been interesting so far. But yeah, I'm 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 excited to have the uh, the break off and all that and kind of just wind down and get back to it when everything comes in. Yeah, yeah. Caps to see options, Tom. Captaincy options. That's an interesting one. So I said Rashford will, I definitely think Rashford will be the most popular captain, probably sitting at, you know, 
60 plus K within the top 100K. So it's 60% at the top uh, 100K. And then outside of that, I think the Brighton boys, we've really, really fun options. They have the potential to go to go pretty, pretty nuts, if, to be honest, if they really, really, you know, have a great game. Uh, Isaac, again, I said, United at home. I don't think it's a scary fixture at all. Um, and then West Ham away, relegation candidates, um, being awful at the back. Isaac, Isaac, again, on the other hand, has been has been great. And then the last one, I'd probably put Madison, Palace away, who have been dreadful. We don't know the extent to Anderson's injury. So if he's still out, Leicester, Leicester could get a couple of goals. And then a home game against Villa, who again, Madison's been on un- un- unbelievable form and should get a bit of a break uh, between the international break because he's played a lot of football coming back from an injury. So having a two-week break will be pretty big for him. Yeah, who's your differential pick and who's your so Rashford's your likely pick, but who's your big differential? McAllister, March. I I have to I'll have to think about it over the week, but it's it will be between McAllister, March, and and Isaac. I really like those three. Yeah, I I think those three are the good differentials this week. Madison's also half decent, but Leicester need to get a bit better before that. Yeah. I think Joe Felix at home. I today watching. I mean, uh, this weekend watching them play against Everton, he they were very good. Chelsea, uh, they yeah. shouldn't have come out with a two two draw. Um, should have been three points. Um, but I I like Joe. I like Havertz too. I think the double up is actually not a terrible idea. But the fact that in Champions League, I don't think it's really worth it. Um, and most people chill Kepa. But yeah, I like like you said, I would love to go back down the uh, Brighton like asset route for captaincy. Yeah, no, I, I'm honestly, kind of I... moving away from Rashford just because if he's uh, Casemiro's out for both games, all right? Who? Casemiro. Yeah, he's out. He's out for another three games. So I, I'm somewhat. It feels like a time where I've, we've watched United enough this season where it feels like a time that it's good to go against the grain. Because I know it's Rashford, but it's good to go against the grain because we expect Man U to be worse. So you kind of need an individual performance from Rashford to be really, really good. Newcastle are a top defensive side. Brentford are a decent defensive side. So it's I'm not expecting you know, three goals in each game. It's possibly one or two in each. Yeah, it's it's kind of frustrating that Chelsea don't have any midfield options because I, I honestly really don't want to do Fernandez, But I just really, really am strapped for options. Because if someone like Jao Felix or Havertz, I know they shouldn't be. But if they were listed as midfielders, I would definitely have um, have gone for them over Fernandez. Um, yeah, so I mean, it, honestly, if you if there are any options outside of midfield options outside of uh, United, I think it would be. It's just difficult to see. Like you got you guys tell me, Thomas or, or Pierce, if, if, who who are the guys that sort of double outside of United that you sort of are looking up? Maybe not double. That's- uh, you just uh, well, def- I mean, definitely the Brighton lads. I, I mean, we've talked about them multiple times. Yeah. Um, I, I guess Madison, just to keep I mean, him in the team. The problem is, is I think most people are sitting on two Brighton plus Madison. So um, you could go with a cheeky differential on Enzo Fernandez, just because he's so good in the middle of the park, and he does, and he makes those line breaking passes and stuff. And he, we saw that chip he did too. Do you know uh, what? Do you know what? I, I, he's five mil, I think five five point one. Maybe. Do you know what? Like, with with Kante coming back to fitness, um. He could be more advanced, yeah. Yeah, Kante coming back to fitness, who should be back fit fully after the international break, right? They're going to push Enzo forward. So while while I... Tom, don't get me excited like that. that While I don't really know what that means for Enzo in terms of his numbers, 
uh, he maybe, 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 maybe. Yeah, it gives him, I guess, a little bit more freedom to roam forward, knowing that Kante is and his wheels can and extra lung can get about, everywhere. Actually, Raheem Sterling is he nailed? Oh no, what you know, he's injured. Um, no, I think international break. I think maybe after the international break. I, I, that's the thing. Um, I don't know. Potter doesn't seem he he likes him, but there's something there. He he doesn't seem too happy at Chelsea. He doesn't seem like he's giving it his all and all that. And so it's like, whatever. Um, but yeah, he could be an interesting option. I don't really think he'd be worth bringing it in, especially for a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I guess you're at the end. You're getting towards the end of FPL. Like, if you want to have a bit of fun, throw a deferential out there, and he pops off. Like, tough, tough. That's uh, that's the only value I really see him bringing to the team. Yeah. Tom, Tom, I, Tom I think there's a lot of clear. Yeah, I think there's a. Yeah, I think there's a lot of clear differentials. Um that are on good teams. Cause a lot of us have, you know, three Chelsea guys, but it's like Kep is one of them. Kepa doesn't really need to be one of them these days. I think he's a good option, but um, if you didn't go down the Kepa route, you've got still got chill. You got chill. Well, and maybe one of habits. I think having both habits and Felix is a good differential right now um, yeah. for the double 29. I like Chelsea. I thought they were really good going forward against Everton. They created a ton of chances. That was kind of the thing they lacked in the past. Two was that, getting forward and just getting chance after chance after chance. And they did that against Everton quite well. And it's because everyone's back fit and they're kind of finding an identity with a, a starting 11. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think Liverpool are the like dark horse for the week just because yeah, it's good fit. It's obviously tough. Yeah, it's tough fixtures, but nobody has them. Um, or some people have Salah maybe. Salah, but yeah, Salah's no, a bit nobody, alternative, right? Yeah, nobody really has TAA and Darwin anymore. So maybe a few people have TAA, but I think those two are very good options for this week, knowing that Liverpool will get a double in 34 as well. If they pop off, there's someone, there are two players that could stay in your team for a while. Arsenal at home, Leeds, Nottingham Forest at home, West Ham, and then a double home fixture for 34 is quite decent. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I like those guys. And then, you know, Manu Shaw's probably somewhat of a differential at this point. Newcastle, someone, Isak is your differential, I like. Someone who uh, I was looking at um was Phil Foden. He's play, he started the last four games for City and he's gotten two goals and assists. And I think he did look really good in those games. But since he's been he got dropped in the Champions League. He didn't play in the FA Cup. And I, I get it's just so annoying because it's just like, yeah, now he's he's a rotation he's a rotation risk, which just makes it pretty unfeasible to bring him in as much as as much as I think he would be quite a fun option. Yeah, I think those uh, Man U options, I mean, Man City guys are going to be, everyone's going to be talking about once Game Week 29 is done because we're going to want Hullo back in, but we're going to want to set up for 34 as well, especially if you're free hitting 32. Yeah. So I don't think people are going to get down the KDB route. So, I mean, I, I was thinking of Gundogan maybe, maybe, but um, it's his minutes are a bit like Foden where it's very dependent on the, the style of play of the day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be a really annoying one. Maybe go down the Edison route. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that's the thing. They've got Champions League, which is obviously their their biggest focus. So they're gonna they're gonna rotate. Actually, are they gonna? I mean, what? It's just we don't really know what rotation looks like for for City because we you know it's been spoken about for years, the the Pep roulette, and especially at crunch time where they're gonna be they're not gonna be, um, just giving up the Premier League title. They'll still be going for it. But I think Pep would still expect to win games 
with a slightly weaker lineup, but they'll be playing their, you know, their strongest in the in the Champions League. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, who they're, they're playing Bayern next, right? I mean, that, that's all the focus is. Like, that's mm-hmm. their biggest game of the season there. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, how much money do you have left in, in the bank right now? So after I bring in Haaland, um, let's see, after I bring in Haaland, because obviously I want to bring him back in, because I... Yeah, yeah, I uh, yeah. Him. After everyone brings him in, how much do we have? Like, I've got... Uh, I'll probably drop... Walk into him, so I'd have like one one point five mil to play with after that. So yeah, will be will be tough to figure out. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested in that. Hmm. Um, Tom, anyone from Forest? I I don't mind Forest these days. I think they're okay, but uh, they've such good fixtures for the, for the double. These are both like possible two three goals a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's the standard guys, right? Brennan Johnson, Morgan Gibbs, White. But the question is, is right, if you're just bringing them in for the double, you know, what what are your sort of plans with them long term? You know, because after that, they go on a bit of a rubbish fixture. I think, I think when it came to Forest, you, if you didn't bring them in before, there's kind of no point doing it now. Because unless you're going to bring him in, bring in Brennan Johnson and captain him because you love the double, then I just don't really see the point because I don't think you can rely on him to smash this game week and then make it worth holding him through a bad fixture run, which Forrest are one of the worst teams in the league. They're not trustworthy to be holding through these runs. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's probably right. Um, I think this is the another week to do a tip for Ed, sure, if I'm fully honest. Casemiro out kind of like made me think that was a good idea. Yeah. Um, but other than that, Rashford's the clear guy, so... But I think that, you know, Bryson also, we were kind of neglecting the fact that we, we think Manu is so much better than Bryson, but that's just not true, especially going forward. It's definitely not true. So maybe we should look at them the same, but Rashford's a bit, you know, more elite than, say, McAllister. I, my, my, the way I would sort of look at it is Brighton is a team. When Casemiro is injured, I, I would fully expect, them, I actually, I think they're a better team than Man United. I think United are actually somewhat overrated. Um, just because you know they're fans and whatever is such a majority of punditry and social media that they often get overhyped. Which I mean, the one guy who isn't overhyped is, is Rashford because Rashford is incredible this season, of course. Everyone else pretty much is outside of Casemiro as well. Um, but when Casemiro is not fit, they they turn into a pretty pretty average side, and he's going to be out for another three games. So yeah, that's definitely. Definitely one to keep in mind. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, yeah. We covered everything. Yes. Yeah, just we'll probably do another, uh, what's it called? Uh, what were we doing during the, uh, during the national break? Stat Wars, yeah, we'll do another Stat Wars. Get yeah, that up and running true, true, again. True. Come up with some got, good questions. We've got you two to face each other, actually. So, um, you know, we'll do we'll do a stat wars between you guys. I'll come up with some questions for you both, and yeah, we'll get we'll get to it. Yeah, I'm excited. Got to bring that back. It's always a good time, especially to fill something up with, with the uh, the time we have without any FPL going on. So yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, oh. leave it there.